Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is Sam Basher and joining me as always is the lovely... Thank you. Ravishing. What do other people say whenever they have a a, a female co-host? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, ravishing, gorgeous, yeah. beautiful, mystery. very symmetrical. D. J. Waldridge, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. I think like everybody else in the world right now. I'm doing. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing. Same. I'm Man, here. Get, I'll give you an update on the home front in a second, but well, let's do the business up top. This yes. is a show uh, where we try to answer. All your questions, stupid or otherwise, when it comes to the topics of uh, movies, mm-hmm. TV shows, yes, comic books, yes, video games, mm-hmm. and specifically today, we're diving into all that uh, thanks to San Diego Comic Con at Home 2020. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm just watching those trailers and I'm not really watching the panels. No offense, mm-hmm. uh, it, I think they're trying their best and they're trying to make it special. And I've seen some, I've heard some good things about some of the panels. It's just it's a bummer, man. You know, like yeah. that, that was a, it's a very fun event and that you can only do so much to try to emulate that and, uh, and have that come home, but props to them for, for attempting at yeah. all. And, uh, they've got a lot of good, uh, hosts for the panels doing some great work. Uh, but I just wish there was a little bit more of a fanfare. You know, yeah. I don't know what that, I don't know what that would be exactly, Exactly. but yeah. we're going to dive into all that news. Uh, but before we get into that, we have a couple, uh, things to talk about yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but on a more serious note i know i'm, I'm j- getting around here i announced last week i want to announce just one more time that at, uh, next week will be n- the next episode to come out mm-hmm. of this podcast will be my final episode uh dj will be continuing the podcast for uh, a certain amount of time i know he's going through at least september but yep. uh i i have gotten some a lot, a lot of sweet messages from a lot of you guys and i just want to say thank you um and if you want to listen to uh some of the reasons uh you can check out last week's episode i, I just don't want to take up too much time today um but i appreciate all of you and uh yeah we're on to uh it'll it, it, it's just i don't know i just wanted to say thank you to everyone for saying nice things and thank you to dj i've been saying i just appreciate Man, everything. Yeah. And so next next week will be uh, a weird one, but I'm uh, hopefully uh, a good one too. Absolutely. So I just wanted I just wanted to say that up top. But also, uh, let's do let dive into our favorite segment, mm-hmm. mainly our only one. <laughs> um, what we're into this week? If I may, open with something not super fun, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. I got bit by mosquitoes. No, by skeeters. No. On my ankles and they blew up to the size of uh, softballs Ugh. and i'm on a lot of medication right now and i'm not happy <laughs> i just went and picked it up this morning and they said you have to take six pills today six pills you six gotta pills? take these six pills oh so i gotta take one no you gotta take these six pills every six hours <laughs> no it's yeah it's like so much mm-hmm. it's so much and uh i didn't sleep really well i took benadryl and so i'm a little if i uh, uh space out a little bit <laughs> that's <laughs> the I, reason why if i get lost it's because uh benadryl 
in the middle of the night. Um, I'm going to be honest. That's a bold choice for what you're into this week. (laughs) I know. I wanted to kick it off there. Uh, Also, it was my... uh, it was my niece's birthday yes. uh, this past week. And I showed you on you a, a me, Zoom yeah. call we did this week. But um, uh, we got her some white vans. And it's so, man, kid shows are so cute. They're so tiny. Uh, <laughs> but we, um, we, we had a, a family friend who paints shoes for people like as a custom business. And we got, uh, we asked her to paint uh, Buzz and Woody. And they did like, but like Woody's like shirt on one and buzzes like chest plate on the other yeah. and some of like the toy story clouds on the back of the shoes they were adorable that's not what i'm into that's just some shit up top let's talk uh, let's start over to you dj yes what are you into this week so what i thought i was going to talk about um was that i saw van helsing for the first time i'd seen oh yeah uh, it was on hbo max and so i checked that out uh just because you know i i recently you made me watch the mummy movie and i enjoyed that and it's the same director um trying to get his uh you know universal monster fix in and um and i remember watching it with friends um but i was with like we watched the beginning and i was with a more conservative crowd and it was all like oh this movie's too violent uh you know van helsing van helsing well because it's when it's when he's fighting um what's his face mr hyde and he starts lopping off arms and junk uh but yeah. no blood no just, blood just, no blood it was definitely but like i said like it was clay stumps uh it was it was a more let's 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 say it was a more conservative crowd uh that i was i was rolling with but then uh kind of no though i think the movie watched and said was cellular uh and Fuck yeah that movie rules yeah I, I was a fan of that i think it actually now having seen van helsing it's like actually i think we made the right call all things considered mm-hmm. No, cellular um, shout out to early days chris evans still playing a douche yes. he's very good at that at william h macy and jason statham yeah and i, th- I'm, I there's a female lead i'm blanking on who that was but it was also someone good the movie can't exist it couldn't be made now because it was for a very specific time of cell phone history yes very much so i i, I wonder if we go back and revisit that uh how it would hold up i love it yeah i, I I'm still gonna love it, regardless. Uh, so it was it actually it says here it's uh, Kim Basinger and Jessica Biel. Uh, yeah, Jessica I don't. Re- I clearly don't remember this movie as well as I thought. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Van Helsing is bananas. It is it is crazy. And uh, as the movie gets better, it also gets worse. Like I was telling Sam, we were talking about it off there. That like the camera work is dynamic. The sets are gorgeous. It's still in this time where. There was CG that's a, ends in a big CG monster battle, but like the set is practical and the explosions are practical, and that actually it actually has aged. All things considered, like relatively well, like it looks better than some of the movies we get now, just because you had to have those practical elements. Um, you couldn't just throw the whole thing into a computer, and so so part the big monster battle. Apparently, I was looking at all the reviews. A lot of people shit on that big monster battle then, but it's like compared to what we get now, this is actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But also the acting in it, and this is not a dig on the actors because it's Hugh Jackman, uh, Kate Beckinsale, uh, David Wenham, who people might know from as being the best part of season one of uh, Iron Fist. He played the dad. Uh, he was. Yep, he is the best. Part he's the best part of the first season. So these are these are good actors, oh, but it feels I, like they just remembered. Do you remember that scene where he's knocking that guy's teeth out with a hammer? Yes, I do. Jesus Christ! Yes, I do. But yeah, these. <sighs> and in fact, uh, and the weakest element to me was actually the guy that played uh, Dracula, Richard Roxburgh. But he went on to uh, on the show called Rake. That's like a long running beloved BBC show. So these are these are talented actors, yeah. and so it feels like the director specifically said like, hey. 
you're not playing this as you playing Dracula. I want you to play this as if you're in a Midtown uh, local production playing Dracula in this movie. Like, it, it's it's so, like, stiff and, like, over the top. And it's like, what's ha- – those elements, like, what's happening here? Like, what, what was the thought process? Because you put so much effort in this other stuff. What's going on here? Anyway, I, I do recommend watching it just because it's it's bug nuts and like you, fucking Frankenstein's monster has like an electrode on the back of his head and shit like one it's of those like, like Tesla it's... coils. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I do recommend that. But the other thing I watched is Sam. You might recall that um, a couple years ago they did a Twin Peaks revival. Um, did. And I've yeah. been meaning. I don't have Showtime. I've been meaning to just buy that season and watch it because I heard good things. And I and I watched. Um, the first season and a half of Twin Peaks, which if for those that watch the show, they'll know that the the, uh, the driving narrative force behind Twin Peaks is the murder of Laura Palmer. And they reveal who the murderer is halfway through season two. And then the show kind of notoriously goes off the rails. And so I just kind of bailed. I just after I got a couple episodes after that, and I'm like, nope, everybody's right. And I got off the train. Um but this revival was good, and I'd heard that like you don't really need to watch all of season two; just watch the finale. Uh, they made a movie called Firewalk with Me, and then you can go into it. And I, I forgot. I, I like David Lynch, but somehow I forget how crazy David Lynch stuff gets because, like, I so I watched the finale and I watched the movie, and the finale is classic Twin Peaks in that it starts off in this really kitschy, goofy, cheesy soap. And then it becomes a David Lynch movie. It, specifically, there's a scene where uh, Dale Cooper, the the main protagonist of uh, Twin Peaks, um, played wonderfully by Kyle MacLachlan, uh, enters a space called uh, the Black Lodge, which is basically a nexus of evil. And it goes full David Lynch dream logic like what people a guy shows up to give him coffee and then becomes a giant and then vanishes and you're like what the fuck is fucking happening here and it's it's mesmerizing i i showed there's one scene um uh that takes place in a bank it is one of the funniest fucking things i've ever seen and i feel like you could cut it out from the episode and just show it as a short film as this like weird non sequitur short film and i showed my wife that and i was explaining to black lodge she's like i'll watch some of that and we got about five minutes into this 20 minute black lodge sequence and she's like i can't i can't i cannot with this it it's 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 unsettling in the same way in a dream is unsettling and and that's the the thing i've tried to figure out because my wife likes horror movies she likes doom patrol so she likes weird things she liked mandy mandy's weird that's crazy that she liked Mandy. she likes Mandy. (laughs) so i was like what is it about david lynch she hates blue velvet which is one of my favorite movies uh, she just can't deal with David Lynch stuff. And it's because he really captures dream logic, but more specifically nightmare logic. And it's that logic where it's like, you're talking to a guy and he's your dad, but he's not your dad. And you know what I mean? That type of energy, um, where just reality is just kind of slipping away from you. And the whole black lodge sequence is that. And I knew that the movie fire walk with me, uh, Sam, I know you're not a David Lynch fan. I haven't had anybody else to talk about this with, so you're you're getting all well, of it I mean, right I, now. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I just I don't think I've watched anything he's done. I mean, let me wait. Let me check. But keep going. Yeah. So the um, Firewalk with me, I knew was kind of uh, infamously a, a prequel. It's it's about the days, the seven days of Laura Palmer leading up until her she dies. Um, and I knew that was frustrating for some fans because, you know, the show ended on a cliffhanger with, um, Dale and the Black Lodge. Um, and 
so you know you go to the movie expecting answers and it turns out it's stuff it's 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 a flashback it's a prequel but here's the thing it's not a prequel about halfway through the movie uh laura meets a character that doesn't show up until later in the show she shows up in a dream and that character tells her dale is in the black lodge Dale's still there. And so what you realize about halfway through this movie is that what you're seeing is what Dale is still stuck in the Black Lodge. And this is what he is seeing. He is seeing the last days of Laura Palmer and how it pertains to another murder mystery that he was tangentially connected to. Um, and which helps alleviate some of the fact that that movie right off the bat is crazy cuckoo bonkers. Like FBI agents are, are given a case. And their uh, handler gives them a secret message through a dancing woman who has a sour face. And in her whole performance is all these clues. And you're like, but they're not like important clues. There's stuff that he could just tell them. It's not like there's some other government agency spying on them. He literally could just convey this information. But for some reason decides to deliver it through a dance, a woman's dance performance. And, but it's explained through the fact that again, this isn't reality. This is, this is what Dale is seeing in this evil dreamscape realm um and that shit i love i will say firewalk with me is a very harrowing experience because it is it's it's laura palmer's last days and she spends a majority of the movie spiraling pretty hard and i won't spoil who her murderer is but it's it's pretty heavy stuff and you realize even though there's this big existential weirdness going on what it's tackling is actually pretty uh, down to earth and 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 difficult uh, uh, stuff to unpack, and that element it is really. Ch- it's not a movie I will revisit probably just because that stuff is really heavy. Um, but yeah, all the weird. Dream- I'm very excited. I'm going to dive into Twin Peaks: The Return this coming week, uh, and I'm very excited for that just to see where this goes because there's a line in the season two finale when Dale is in the Black Lodge, where the ghost of Laura is basically like, I'll see you in 25 years. And this Twin Peaks The Return takes place 25 years later, um, which is a nice bit of serendipity. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm excited to to just really just bask in all this strangeness. If you guys are fans of Doom Patrol, I wouldn't say necessarily check out Twin Peaks because it's a whole different brand of strange. And like I said, my wife loves Doom Patrol, but I cannot... does not last very long when i start watching twin peaks so uh but i just wanted to talk about that a little bit that's what i'm into this week there you go i have not seen anything david lynch has ever done i Uh, really recommend blue velvet uh i i I like blue velvet's one of my favorite movies again it's it's very weird um but uh but i like blue velvet a lot nice before we go any further let's take a second to talk about our pals at water cooler trivia all right so so i think it's safe to say that it's it's probably been challenging for some people at work or some family members or some friends to to kind of like be able to stay in touch and interact and have fun you know sam i remember when you and i were at source together there there was a literal water cooler i don't know if we had many talks around the, the literal water cooler but we did like to talk about you know shocking movies tv shows comics stuff like that when we were able to get together we should talk about that stuff more we should i will find we will find a way there's a lot of probably working from home but i don't know if there's a lot of chatting with your co-workers from home but water cooler trivia is here to help with that water cooler trivia is a weekly trivia contest for work teams super customizable low stakes weekly 
fun contests and results are sent over email or slack Ooh, that means you definitely work in a business we man we never made a slack we had a slack for source fed but we never had a slack for this we've been slacking we've Boom. been slack so for teams that are looking for new ways to connect weekly trivia contests spark conversation it's been a big boon for newly distributed teams trying to do something more fun as quote water cooler conversations have disappeared all the fun of pub trivia with your colleagues but in five minutes each week you don't need to write the questions or do the grading good who wants to do homework right now Boo. it's crazy easy to get started it takes just under 20 seconds and then you receive a join link to share with coworkers. then the weekly quizzes start a 10 question quiz is sent on mondays with responses due that night and then there are results on tuesdays results have the winners and stats but also feature the funniest and closest wrong answer that's cool oh so you can really razz people exactly all the dum-dums in the office <laughs> that'd be me it's also super customizable you can choose the trivia categories and difficulty for your team including a personalized category that can be movies tech coffee anything you can also choose the timing too in case you don't want your quizzes on mondays companies of all shapes and sizes dig water cooler trivia teams like lyft or nike or even a group of high school teachers in arkansas the list goes on the joy comes not just from the trivia contests there's no prize besides bragging rights although i guess you could probably integrate a prize if you wanted to to. yeah but from the conversations that trivia sparks the slumdog millionaire moment of learning how elisa knew that i want to know why she knows that how how does she know how do you know? Where's my wife? You know, like Harrison Ford in any movie? He's got to shake up. Where's my wife? Where's my wife? There's also Slack integration and leaderboards and more. Yeah, well, I want to know who who messed up the worst. Uh, recently, I did a trivia game, and I called one of the dwarves from Snow White drowsy. That was pretty close, <laughs> That's though. pretty close. You're not that far off. And I will tell you what, my friends and family <laughs> will not let it go, and there's, they shouldn't. There's drowsy. There's droopy. There's Ding Dong. The physician. The f- uh, <laughs> there, there's uh, uh, anger management. There's... Yeah, he- He's just a little, he's just a little peeved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, gang? Enough of us uh, giving you suggestions. Go try it out for yourself. You can head to watercoolertrivia.com slash stupid, and you'll get four weeks completely free and best part, no credit card required. Those are that's music to my ears. Just give it a whirl and see if folks on your team join the fun. Again, head over to watercoolertrivia.com slash stupid and you'll get four weeks completely free. No credit card required. Now back to the show. Um, I wanted to give a couple shout outs. Uh do comic books up top because a couple things uh wrapped up this week. Uh shout oh, and on some things kicked off. Uh Fantastic Four X-Men number four. It's the end of that end of that run. Were you reading it through? Uh, fan, I've not been reading. Are you talking about Fantastic, Fantastic Four? Or Fantastic Four, the X Men crossover. Crossover. Right. I got the first issue and I and I bailed on it. Oh, okay. So the, not for any. Can... By the way, not for any particular reason. I just if specifically for like events, and I know this isn't like an Empire style event, but it's kind of an event. If I, I give you uh, an issue, if you don't grab me, I just don't have the I just don't have the resources to get all these events. <laughs> No, no, I get it. Yeah. Uh, the Fantastic Four X Men though was super dope, and the end of the first issue has the reveal that Reed basically kind of covered up the mutant gene in Franklin. Mm-hmm. That's why he can't, he couldn't. He just went through the door, like he didn't walk through the door. He just kind of phased through it. Yeah. Um, and in the end of this book, we kind of wrap up. They don't solve Franklin's problem. Yeah. But uh, uh, Charles and and Magneto go to 
read and they talk and they like apologize to each other. But he's like, just so you know, I'm going to wipe the uh, memory of you coming up with that schematic to hide the mutant gene because it could also just erase it totally from someone's body. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm not going to, but I'm not going to erase me doing this to you. Cause like, that's, he's like, when we were in like the Illuminati, we would just erase everything. And he's like, no, yeah. I want you to remember that we took this away. And the last couple pages of the book are the, it's like the, you know, information page. Yes. It's like an information page of the schematics of it and what it does. But, and then as you turn the page, Pete, like words disappear, and oh, wow. different schematics disappear. And then eventually it's just a blank page. Interesting. Um, and I was like, this is cool. Also empire X-Men. Let's not even pretend it has anything to do with Empire. Let's just say there's plant creatures, plant aliens that come down to set up uh, a base on Genosha, the uh, other mutant island that uh, was like nuked or something. Yeah, it like, did not say, go well, yeah. 16 million mutants dead. That's a sh- Fuck, I didn't know it was that much. But the comic starts out with uh, a really cool scene between Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange where Doctor Strange is like, since we can kind of warp reality, we can basically take back a mistake and mm-hmm. that mistake could be anything like it could be a bad thought if you wanted to you could take back something you said you could take back an action but it, like basically it just came down to talking about like what does that actually mean mm-hmm. you know like what does that mean to take that away does it take away the pain that you caused did you take away the memory do you take away like basically it's scarlet witch talking about like maybe she can undo yeah what she did with the house of x event uh and or or House of M, that's what it is. Yeah. And um, basically it gets to like, uh, I think a very good point that if anybody makes a mistake or fucks up or hurts somebody in their life, you can't take away what you did, but you can try to like try to ask for forgiveness and then try to do a greater good. Mm-hmm. You could try to do a greater good. It doesn't fix it, but it's it, you can't take back what you did. So try to do something better. You know, uh, and that's what she tries to do. She tries to resurrect all 16 million mutants and it doesn't fucking work. And they're all <laughs> zombies, but they're smart zombies and they all have their mutant abilities. Great. So it becomes plants versus zombies and they send Archangel or Angel and who, Monet. Who's that uh, one yeah. mutant that turns into big red? She's cool looking. Mm-hmm. And they send magic to Genosha uh, with multiple man. <laughs> and uh, basically they uh, have to protect one of the gates of two Krakoa on Genosha from these zombies because they're all mutants so they can all go through it. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. And they, yeah. And um and, and also they've got these plant aliens that have landed there. And so it's plants versus zombies. And you were you are you reading the X-Men main book or no? No, I bailed on that. Did you read uh the issue did you, it was like early days. Where the where uh, second those, island shows up? No, okay. but uh it's when the old ladies, the horticulturists no. show up. Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm not gonna say that, but basically they 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 add another element that was cool um the hellions is a fun book to read daredevil fucking rules i haven't been i didn't wasn't able to go to the comic shop this week but i am probably going to pick up the next issue of hellions because i like the setup uh and justice league dark was really good doesn't surprise Uh, me and i did and uh shazam was fun it's like one of the last jeff johns ones and they're gonna wrap up the series which is a bummer i know you're not reading that but it's a it's a fun it's a fun setup also i know you're not reading batman but Mm -hmm. what do you know what the pitch for joker war is isn't it that joker gets all bruce wayne's money something along those lines yes he does and punchline is a less a less gimmicky harley quinn but she's also unique to herself which i'm glad they actually like they do a lot of legwork to make sure it's like this isn't harley yeah harley's actually a part of the event in some way 
Uh, but what the idea of Joker having the resources of Batman mm-hmm. uh, is really interesting. And it sounds I, like I, a I'm really digging good, it so far. It sounds like a really good setup. And the setup, and it seems like the setup with Punchline is actually kind of similar to um, the way Harley is presented in Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo's Joker graphic novel, where in that graphic novel, Harley's essentially muscle. She doesn't say any lines, and she's kind of like Joker's enforcer which I thought was an interesting take and seems similar to what what they're doing with punchline. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And it's, it, it's super cool so far. And I'm really digging like it. This is a, it feels very unique and it feels, it just, it feels like it makes sense. Like this is a, a pair up you haven't seen before and I'm excited to see where they go with it. Uh, Other quick shout outs. I downloaded Peacock because I couldn't sleep last night because Mm -hmm. I was in a lot of pain because I, my body is fragile (laughs) and it's breaking down. Um, And, I got to say, this is, besides Quibi, mm-hmm. uh, this is the one streaming service that I was like, I don't give two shits about this yeah. at all. Um, like, I, I want to watch The Good Place. I want to watch Parks and Rec. And I want to watch The Office. You know, if those get taken off Netflix, Netflix is going to fight tooth and nail to get those to stay on their, mm-hmm. their platform, though, because The Office was like the brings in most of their viewership. I'd have to, I'd have to guess. Mm-hmm. Um but and this is the so Peacock, if you're not familiar, it's the NBC Universal app, yeah, uh, as well as whatever they own and whatever they license because H- like HBO Max, like they also just license stuff and put it on their on their service, yeah. Where Disney Plus seems like it's just like Fox, Disney, Nat Geo, anything they own is what's on there, not yeah. much else, yeah. Um, which is why you're not I getting gotta, Spider-Man Far From Home or Spider-Man I, Homecoming, but it's like it's hard to try to justify peacock hbo max you kind of get because it's hbo but plus more and it's only mm-hmm. a little bit more a month and if you already own hbo you can use it so yeah it's like, that's cool disney plus is disney you get it peacock you're like what the fuck am i gonna need peacock for is there a and mandalorian on peacock i don't think so there isn't there is brave new world and i haven't heard any reviews for it it's an adaptation I of the book have, so i'm not sure i have what do you seen th- some reviews and i have not heard great things which is a bummer because i believe grant morrison is writing on that show so i want it to do well that would be cool yeah. but um i i don't know about much of their other original content but the big plus that the other ones are failing at and peacock rules that are is that it's free mm-hmm. to use and Excuse me, I'm sorry, I just burped on <laughs> in a recording, but um, uh, it's free to use. The kids love it. Don't be ashamed of that. And when you do, um, and when you when there is a movie on there, as far as I can tell right now, the ads are just at the front, and you watch about two and a half minutes of ads, and then you get into your movie. Now, with a regular TV show, I think they're going to work like regular TV. Yeah. But you can watch, but but this also allows you to watch live NBC TV and everything the NBC Universal and Comcast owns as tv with ads in there for free Love which it. is really cool yeah. there are some premium options that you can pay i think it's like 4.99 a month uh to watch everything it has to offer uh and then if you do like 10 bucks a month i could be wrong on this go check it but uh then you get ad free and you get everything but so far i'm using the free model and like there's maybe a few things i'm like oh it'd be cool if i could you know watch that like i might actually pay a little bit to watch that but also the hbo max app is is not working great on my phone and mm. i wasn't working great on a lot of other platforms the browser version of it works yeah. uh pretty well but and getting it on my tv has just been a struggle because like roku and amazon haven't launched with hbo max or peacock yeah but, uh, and i've been able to watch hbo max using my playstation and that has worked fairly well but it is a bummer that i because i have a roku tv it's a bummer that i can't just watch it on the tv i have to go through the playstation to do it 
I have a Samsung TV and they have apps built into it. And so the HBO now app just converted into HBO max. And Mm -hmm. that was actually, that was pretty easy. But anyways, Peacock has the best interface so far, Mm. especially on mobile. And I really dig it. Like it's, I don't know if I'm going to just like be like checking in all the time, but it's got like news. It's got live TV. It's got live, live sports, whenever that's going to happen again. But, um, but also didn't you see you... fox's announcement it's got cg fans in the crowd they even boo yay <laughs> that's exciting yeah. uh but they also have um like the rotten tomato scores up for all the movies they have on there even their own content which i was like this is bold mm-hmm. this is bold to do but it gives you a lot of info up front and i and also the interface on the app is really nice where like if you were watching something and you come back it just automatic when you click it it starts playing it and it's like actually did you want to keep watching this or did you want to go back to the beginning but it still just kind of gets you into it and mm-hmm. I, I think it's just smoother and it works just really well and I, I i i hope it gets some attention i'm not really feeling bad for the other multi-billion dollar conglomerate that's making a streaming service that might not be that popular yeah. but like i do think it is good it just needs a better hook no. Uh, that was good, and I was trying to think if there was one more thing. It needs a, an office reboot or an office movie or an office. They're probably going to do. There's like a Friends. No, Friends is Friends HBO. is on. But it was on NBC. It's so confusing when, uh, like, when I'm listening to the Scrubs podcast. That was an ABC produced show on NBC. Mm-hmm. That's why it moved over to ABC so easily, like because they just took their show back. Well, and it's um, something like a uh, um, similar. No, no, no. Uh, I know like communities on Netflix, but that aired on NBC, but it was, I think it was produced by Sony. It's so confusing. (laughs) It's so confusing how this all works, but who cares? Um, I I thought it was actually pretty cool. And, uh, oh, and a last, last shout out. Cause I, I know we want, we want to talk about a lot of Comic-Con stuff. Uh, I've been using a lot of, uh, uh, I think it's, I shared this last week. I, I have a therapist now uh, that I see regularly and she gave some recommendations for a few apps to try out. So if you've listened to any podcast, you probably heard an ad, an ad for the Calm app uh, that you can try out for free for seven days. It is a meditation slash like just kind of a mental wellness app that's pretty cool. It's 69 bucks a year, but you just pay <laughs> it up 69. front if you want to. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so far, I've really enjoyed it. There's like storytelling. There's a lot of other elements to like. But also, uh, DJ, are you f- familiar with self affirmations as a tool in therapy? I, I, yeah, I think so. But not necessarily. Like, I'm familiar with the con- uh, concept of self affirmation, not necessarily as a tool in therapy. It, it's good. I mean, it just depends on your where you're at with um, uh your uh your journey with your mental health but um it's it's important sometimes if you're spiraling uh to kind of be able to have some affirmations for yourself to kind of refocus yourself and Mm -hmm. that's also good for anybody if you have goals in life and you want to have a perception of yourself that is positive you should have you should maybe have some of these in your back pocket uh but there is a an app called i am it is free to use but if you pay 20 bucks a month you can do other stuff or not 20 bucks a month that's way too expensive Mm -hmm. 20 bucks a year to use it but what it it does is like you can pick a background and it, it gives you uh, affirmations that they come up with, but they also like you can come up with your own, you can add your own. But uh, the best part of it is that you can set reminders and you could set up how often those reminders happen between what time period. So I have it set up between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. I will receive 10 affirmations a day and they'll pop up as notifications on my phone, just like as a nice little ding and it looks down and it's something that I've chosen to look at and remind myself about myself. Uh, and it, it, it's been very powerful. So cool. I, it's called, I am check that out. 
highly recommend it. And yeah, that's enough for me. Uh, it's been, you know, try, if you can try out therapy, it's, uh, I think everyone should try at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, San Diego comic-con. Let's do it. All right. Uh, what were some of the standouts for you? Uh, uh you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, kind of thought this the the showing which makes sense with everything that's going on was was a little bit underwhelming like uh like it's not like the big um exciting stuff i know there's dc's doing its fandom event i believe when you look at the calendar it's it's a couple weeks from now it's like late august yeah it's uh august 22nd um so yeah i i and I don't know, you know, Marvel's done kind of its own thing in the past as well. Like, um, so there wasn't really, you know, normally in Comic-Con, especially years, I don't think I was able to go last year either. You just kind of like, you know, follow your websites and see what they post and see what the big things are. And it, there really hasn't seemed to be a, been a lot of excitement. Um, the big one that's that I saw a fairly massive reaction to was actually the announcement of G4. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back in 2021. In fact, uh, Boiler Huff on the Discord chat. Are you guys excited about G4 surprise return? How do you see them faring in an online environment full of content creators that are in some ways successors to what they used to do on the cable network? I didn't watch G4. I know early days SourceFed did a crossover with Kevin Pereira. Or not a crossover. They did like an interview with Kevin Pereira, like way, way, way early days SourceFed. Um like the first month, um, but they, uh, it wasn't really my thing, yeah. but I, I, so I'm not the person to ask about this. Do I think a, a gaming specific channel on TV is the right move now with all the streaming services happening? Maybe not, but Hey, G4, I'd assume if it was a gaming centric, uh, uh, what would you call it? Outlet. Let's yeah. call it that. Um, I think they'd be able to adapt to the online environment pretty well. If the people with the right hands are there to kind of guide it. Yeah, and I know um, I, I feel similar. I did watch G four um, quite a bit um, when I was on in in coming out of high school and in college, I mean I think when I was coming out of high school it was still like tech TV before it moved over to joining G four and all that stuff. Um, and it'll be interesting. It's interesting to um, see. Um, you're right. How kind of like how it does with. Um, like, I also don't know if it is going to be actually a TV network. You know what I mean? I feel like there's an announcement that's coming out 2021. I don't know if it's a new streaming service. I don't know if it's going to be a YouTube channel. I don't know if it's going to be on TV. I do know there was, there was a headline and deadline. I believe it was deadline. And, you know, they get into the nitty gritty of like, this actor signed with this agent and all this stuff. And they were kind of getting to like, NBC owns this. And then this happened. And I kind of got lost in the weeds because I'm not as great at following all that stuff. Um, and also like a uh, friend of the show, Emma Fife. Um, is joining Venn, which is its own, like supposed to be its own gaming network and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I do know that all the former hosts online seem very excited about it, or at least in like surprised and engaged. And I think it is a little bit interesting that none of them seemed they, they all seem surprised by it. So I, I don't think like Kevin Pereira or Adam Sessler or Morgan Webb or any of those hosts that we know from G four. Uh, will be coming back, which might be good news for us and all of our friends. We're all looking for work right now. Um, uh, G four hit us up, um, but uh, uh, it's it it could be really cool. And I do remember um, liking them, and I do remember 
when it first came out to LA, the first celebrity I saw in public was Kevin Pereira. He was shooting something, I, I think, in front of the uh, Man's Theater. And that was my first moment of like, whoa, this person I saw on TV is a real three-dimensional human being. Whoa. Mm -hmm. um, uh, not quite as uh, groundbreaking now um, as it was then. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. And it was cool. It was also just cool to see how excited everybody else was online. So I hope I hope it, it works out well for everybody. And I hope uh, some cool people get to talk about some cool video games. I just looked at an article on io9 to see if anything popped up regarding what it is or if there's any info. And nope, there's nothing. So it's uh, we'll just have to wait and see uh, if there's any updates in the future. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that was a big announcement. But also we got uh, some teases for Marvel properties coming to the big screen and small screen. We got... Uh, oh, some the of the most anticipated Marvel oh, properties. Yeah. The Definitely not the redhead stepchildren of the <laughs> franchise we're not talking about. Not at all. About. Not the, not the ones Hellstrom. that uh, Kevin Feige just... Oh, wait, those are still happening? Like, he just didn't know about? You're like, how much would we lose if we just ditched these? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine, they'll be released. Uh, <laughs> we've got Hellstrom coming to Hulu, which is devoid of all Marvel uh, branding, mm -hmm. and as well as uh, the New Mutants uh, coming August 28th, I believe. Uh, fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's what they said. And they had the first five minutes. New Mutants, I'll say looks cooler than i thought yeah it does look visually interesting because the new trailer shows more of um uh their abilities shows more of demon bear which still feels like i know it's from the comics but it just feels like a weird like also hearing somebody say demon bear let's play like wow okay let's why let's see this it looks cool yeah can't say and it doesn't like look cool you can see lockheed in the trailer and you can see you can see um, i didn't see lockheed you can see lockheed no, dude. Well, okay, so watch it again. It's when Magic says that and there's a flying little purple dragon next to her. Love uh, it. That okay. That I'm a fan of, even though it should be hanging out with Kitty Pride. But whatever. And then, and they go to Limbo like that. You can see that in one of the fight scenes, and you can see uh, like I like Magic's costume. Yeah, that looks cool. Like there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Uh, and visually, it's just interesting. It's just like it's there's just the hype's just kind of yeah, just kind of fizzled out. And that whatever you know, honestly, like I, I just. Just put it out there, man. <laughs> Just put yeah. it, send it to drive-ins. Okay, Give but wait, hold on. Now, hold on a second. What if, because we've all been, I'm on the same boat with you, Sam. I think just drop it on Hulu, call it a day. Let's wash our hands of it. But what if the reason they're holding out for it is it actually is really good? And it, they want it to go to theaters. I, you know what? That would be really cool. That would be, <laughs> and all, that would be really cool. Also, it's the first look at the 20th Century Studios logo. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that either. Yeah. So I just noticed, I was like, why does that look weird? And it's like, because they usually zoom in on the X for X-Men. I was like, wait, there's no X anymore. Yeah. Because that was the Fox part of it. But that's fine. That's 20th Century Studios is what it used to be. Then Fox bought it, and then they, or they merged, and yeah. then they put the Fox in there, and now the Fox is gone again. So uh, I also think, is, yeah. I think also think 20th Century Studios is a good opportunity. Almost like, almost like Hulu's become... For Disney Plus, um, like whenever they're working on something for Disney Plus and it starts skewing um, more mature, um, they decide to put it on Hulu, which mm -hmm. in some ways is problematic because I know that I can't remember if the movie or the show is called Love, Simon, but that kind of got chunted to Hulu, which seemed like the a, movie a, was. And then it was called Love Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. the show is, which seemed because obviously it's dealing with with. Um, issues with the lgbt community so it was kind of a bummer that that left disney plus um love it, victor love victor love victor um uh but i also know like uh high fidelity i think uh was got got moved to 
um, Hulu. Um, but I think 20th century is a good opportunity to Deadpool can stay on, um, a 20th century series and be R rated and not have to worry about, you know, I think that it's an opportunity to strike a really cool balance where Deadpool's its own thing. It connects to the Marvel movies, maybe an Avenger or something can show up there, but it still gets to be R rated. It's not necessarily you, I must watch to understand what's going on in the big crossover Avengers stuff. And, um, and that might give us an opportunity for something like Punisher, you know, maybe Punisher is technically a part of the MCU, but it's a 20th century movie, and so it gets to be R-rated, and it kind of gets to exist in its own little bubble. Similarly with maybe Blade, although obviously there's, there's you know, they did the big announcement. There's a big push for that. But, like, that might be a good opportunity for some of these properties, like Ghost Rider maybe. Maybe if they, you know, they have X-Men that's integrated in the MCU, part of the MCU, but if they want to do a standalone Wolverine movie that's R, maybe that can be a 20th century studios movie. Maybe they do like Marvel Knights over at 20th century. It's like all, that's all like the dark, darker characters. It's always like, is it in continuity? Kind of. Yeah. If they want it to be. Exactly. And I think, I think maybe that, that actually gives, because I, I, again, and, and I've, I've said this before, I know Disney gobbling up every property in the world isn't great for everybody, but the kind of the relationship between Disney Plus and Hulu and the fact that all the FX shows are on Hulu now has worked well for me as a, as a mm-hmm. consumer. Uh, so maybe having this 20th century studios that can kind of exist for like more of the adult Marvel related, uh, like Jessica Jones and like, like the Marvel Knights characters, Daredevil, stuff like that might actually be pretty cool. Yeah. I can't wait for, I want Bob's Burgers to scooch on over to Disney Plus. That's a, that's a, that's a safe show. They do. Mm-hmm. Make some adult jokes, but it's it's a very hey, if Simpsons uh, is on there. Bob's Burgers should be okay. Yeah, they have some like adult uh, humor, and they do, but they do deal with like LGBT characters in a really cool way. And it's very down to earth. Anyways, Bob's Burgers is getting season eleven, and they're going to have a movie coming out. I'm very excited about that. But um, uh, that's crazy yeah. that it's eleven seasons. That blows my mind. But Sam, dude, you're missing out. It's one of the, just the most delightful TV shows. Out not there. blows my mind in in quality because I when I watched Bob Burgers, it was great blows my mind in that it's that 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 much time has passed you know what i mean yeah. like that that part uh it trips me out a little bit but before we move on from the marvel stuff what did you think about the hellstrom speaking of the whole hulu uh Do you remember uh what was that it was a one season show on abc starring Locke from lost and it was like the hotel that was like in hell and they like it. Ate oh, people. it was like room Parks. six, like Park Avenue 666 or something. Yeah. It feels like that. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. It, it's like, um, what's a, what's an equivalent of it? It's like, it feels like a mix between CW and early Marvel movies like Ghost Rider and Blade. It's like yeah. this weird mix of it where it's like CW in the sense that like maybe we don't have the money to do exactly what we want to do with this. And also we might not have the rights to do everything we want to do with this. Yeah. Cool logo. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't even put a real pentagram in there. They mm-hmm. just kind of like covered it up. Like, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. Don't get scared of the Christians. What just was, put it in there. What was also weird is that, you know, um, it's Damon Hellstrom from Marvel Comics is who's supposed to spin off, and he I don't think says a line in the entire trailer. His sister, who no, is Satana, does. Satana does, yeah, but the, but he does not get one, which is seems strange. But I think when I if I think of it not as a Marvel show, I'm slightly more interested. I mean, 
I know it's not going to matter to anything, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like I'm surprised they didn't even announce any of the, maybe they will, but any of the animated stuff, like why? Oh yeah. Like I thought most of those got canceled except maybe MODOK. MODOK is still happening though. Like at least that getting announced, you know, like hit monkey. I can see why that wouldn't happen because no one, that seemed like the loosest one. I know uh, Dazzler, that one got canceled. Oh, that's what it is. And then how the duck, I also think got canceled. (sighs) Which, by the way, I saw something. I don't. I only saw the headline or something. It's like Ant Man three villain revealed. Da da da. And in the image was Modok, and I'm like, oof. Actually, if you were to introduce Modok in the MCU, Ant Man three is the perfect place to do it. The Ant Man mm-hmm. fr- wing of that franchise is the perfect place for Modok to show up. That would be fun. But uh, and also, I forgot that Modok was supposed to be the villain for the Avengers game. Uh, the one that's coming out. Yeah. Well, but he's not. You know, he is. Okay, He's the cool, thumbnail cool, cool. in one of the videos. And I was like, oh, is this fan made? And then you listen to it. And you're like, no, it's that's MODOK. Cool. That's I love it. I, I think MODOK has a lot of potential. I get why they haven't quite utilized him yet because he's tricky. But uh, but again, in, in a more humorous, that's why I think Ant-Man might be perfect. Because in a more humorous setting, I think you could do some really good work with him. And have him keep being voiced by Patton Oswalt. Yeah, that don't mess that up. <laughs> By the way, uh, HBO Max uh, kind of co-opted Infinity Train from Cartoon Network, and I've been wanting to check it out because it was in like an artist spotlight that Cartoon Network did, where they did like a, just a short. And do you know? Are you, do you know the premise of Infinity Train? I don't think I do. It's well, so it's a train that just goes on for on forever and ever and ever, and just keeps running. And, pe- and from what I remember, is that people don't know why they're there or how they got mm. there, and so they're trying. And the the main character in the first season, or they call it book. So in the first book. It's trying to get to the front of the train, but going car to car doesn't mean you're going up. It's infinity, so it just loops around. And like yeah. each car could be the size, uh, like be like a one by one box, or it can be an entire jungle. Yeah. Like it's huge, and but it is a train car, so you have to. It is infinity. It is all or nothing. Um, but uh, they've been doing more and more books, and it's got a pretty solid following. And I think because it moved to HBO Max, they're telling a slightly more adult story. Yeah, only slightly. It's not like dc universe where it's all like blood and swearing and uh mm-hmm. sexual jokes it's like this is i think they're just telling a little bit of a deeper story yeah uh and i'm really i i saw the trailer for book three and i'm really interested i might just check that out now because i did like uh close enough yeah from the creator of regular show and i've now checked out regular show that show's funny is that show is real fucking funny uh for for a kid's show i i found it very entertaining but close enough is not a kid's show i really enjoyed it uh, also, speaking of Cartoon Network, Rick and Morty Season 5, there was a tease for it. Which is uh, uh, great. Yeah, we learned. What was his name? Captain Nimbus, Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. Your nemesis. Uh, Mr. And I love Rick's like, he's my nemesis. <laughs> yeah, just admitting. I love that. And it looks like a mix between Namor and uh, Aquaman or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm a big fan of it. Also, for HBO Max, Lovecraft County got a new trailer. That looks cool as shit. Uh, uh, I'm just making sure. I'm kind of running down, making sure we at least mention everything. Yeah, New Mutants. Uh, I did want to give a shout out to Prime is releasing a show with Nick Frost and Simon Pegg called Truth Seekers, where they have an internet show where they go and try to fight paranormal uh, entities. And it actually looks funny. Cool, cool, cool. So I do want to check that out. And uh, let me just check here. Oh, Adventure Time is getting another movie uh, about uh, the Princess Bubblegum and uh, who's Vampire. Uh, Oh, Marceline. Yeah, and it's uh, called... uh, Adventure Time Distant Lands Obsidian. And cool. it looks dope as hell. And what was else was I going to give a shout out to? Sorry, again, now I'm running down to it, but I wanted to get to the thing. Like the main thing I wanted to talk about was uh, did you hear news of Donny Kate's new image book that's coming out? Crossover. 
the cover looks dope as hell. Yeah. Big fan of that. And do you know the, have you heard the premise? Yeah. Isn't it that, uh, what if a comic book started bleeding into the real world? Uh, basically. And it's, a uh, kind of, they're, they're like, we're kind of making fun of crossover events, but at the same time he's like, but I've done crossover events and also I don't hate them at all. No. But he's like, sometimes it's like a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. And so he's just, uh, it's universe is colliding both in by the reader reading the book and, uh, other properties and his archetypes filling the book. And I, I don't know how long the series is supposed to go on for, but the cover's dope as hell. So I'm excited to, uh, to check it out. But, uh, what were some of the, what, what were some of the things that got you genuinely excited i'd say lovecraft county is the only thing that and uh, infinity train are the only things that have like really gotten me excited we still have a couple more days yeah i liked um i liked uh the g4 announcement yeah nothing i i think i don't know it's it's not it's not what you expect um from comic-con which is fine it wouldn't it wouldn't be i, I do appreciate them trying to do this i i think i'm more interested like we've got some questions here that i, I think kind of tackle more um, the existential question that uh, Comic Con from Home represents. We got Caitlin Conway here, and th- this is what interests me more. I think Caitlin Conway asks, "What do you guys think uh, the future of conventions will look like? Will they eventually come back down the line, or is this something you see changing, possibly dying off permanently?" And I think other people had similar questions in that. Um, uh, you know, Danny is like, "Should Comic Con have a virtual component going forward?" Um, and you know SDS 2884 will the virtual con be the new normal going forward how do you think this affects um comic con specifically but cons in general in the future uh i mean man they're they're gross as hell <laughs> we have we have like they're very sweaty affairs no and everyone gets sick yeah it's weird when you don't Conkrug. get sick when you come back it's disgusting and like and it's just so humid and you're always bumping into people like i don't even have an aversion to that but like come on like when you're in a crowd full of just like the sweatiest people you've ever felt like the only mm-hmm. other time that's like you're in a sweatier situation is like a mosh pit yeah. it's like it's it's gross like and so i i, I wouldn't mind hell man doing it outdoors maybe you know mm-hmm. like doing like a big like renting out like a giant parking structure and you just layer it out and every but you have indoor you have all the uh panels mm-hmm. or something you know like i i don't know you got to get creative because damn man i don't want to <laughs> i don't i don't want to be uh uh, su- uh susceptible to something as serious as covid or or even other diseases there is something amazing about the community you get to see so many cool creators at events like this especially at artist alley and just walking around seeing like cosplayers and stuff, you know, like you don't, also very cool. Cause where else are you going to see cosplayers mm-hmm. like in real life, like not on yeah. like Instagram or something, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the evolution is, but like, it's going to have to be different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting too. Cause I know, you know, there's obviously a lot of hope um, that a vaccine will come sooner rather than later. And that'll kind of uh, hopefully change our situation. I will say, I don't think, I think the second things are marginally safer, stuff like this will come back, not necessarily full force, but stronger than people anticipate. And the reason for that is uh, my wife and I decided to go get some food, classic uh, curbside pickup, you know, because we don't really want to deal with all that stuff. And you, uh, it's the same shopping center. You, you and I, when we filmed together, we would go grab lunch, that, that shopping center with like Habit and stuff. And mm. so we went mm. there and it was crowded as fuck and people were outdoors eating and getting stuff. And we are in the situation we're in now. 
And so I think the second things are marginally okay, I think people, and I don't think it's all like um, necessarily people being dismissive. There's a component of that, you know, people being dismissive, um, especially if you see them not wearing masks, people not taking it seriously. I think there's a component of that. But I also think it's some people are desperate to get the fuck out of their house. Like, I think they're desperate to go back. Like, even though I am concerned about stuff, I am very, very, very excited to go back to the fucking movies. You know what I mean? Like, I like probably more than I would have anticipated prior to this happening. Do you remember uh, that coffee shop we'd go to a couple of times to like meet with our lawyer and we just yeah. also went there and just like met man when like early this year, like even when it was getting a little, uh, getting a little scary, I'd still go there and like, kind of keep my space a little bit like this before like shutdown, shutdown. Yeah. But um, man, I fucking just missed that. Just like yeah. just going somewhere and that's not home and I'm not afraid. <laughs> like I, yeah. I can just have a coffee or I can eat food without getting scared of getting sick. Yeah, and, and or making other people sick. So I think I think the stuff will. You know, there's some talk of like, will this go away forever? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, do should there be a more robust um, online element? I think there's benefits to that. I think, like you know, honestly, a uh, uh, little inside baseball. You know, as we, you know, you're you're leaving the podcast after the next episode, and we're going to have um, as I move forward, we're going to have more guests. And obviously, they're going to be Skyping in. But I've even thought about once this all kind of wraps up, would I would I still want guests to come in? Not for any safety reason, but just for practically. You know what I mean? As, mm-hmm. as we've kind of ironed out, you know, how we do uh, conversations with, with people over online platforms. Like, do I need people driving all the way out here to, to come on the show? Or could we just have them Skype in or whatever? You know? And, and I think that is how, as, as we become more aware of the parts that are made easier by stuff like this. I think that's how stuff will change. So I I do think there'll be a more robust online component, even though the convention itself, I think, um, will quote unquote return to normal. Um, the second things start gets, start getting safer. Uh, and just being honest for like my habits right now, like, um, uh, when dealing with my mental health, uh, I do live close to family members, uh and i would go over to their house like we would be like safe but after like two weeks we're like okay none of us are really going out so like we were able to kind of travel back and forth from just here because we're not going anywhere else in between but we just kind of hit this like moment this week where it's like we gotta we can't do this we can't do this like it's like we are still being safe but it's like we got to be safe we got to be safer Mm -hmm. If, if cases are all going if they're skyrocketing especially in la yeah like we got to be better. And like, yeah, like you're right. Like it just desperately, it just, we want to like, man, I just want to go spend time with my nephews and niece. And yeah. like, I just want to like, uh, like we went over the other day. Cause like, um, cause they've been really safe and we went over and we brought them dinner. Um, and we, uh, they have an inflatable pool in their backyard and like, man, I want to go to the fucking pool really bad. Mm-hmm. So like, this is the closest thing we can do. We played around. We, uh, uh, we brought over games, we ate and we watched spider verse. It was like, fuck yeah, this rules. Like, yeah. but like we, we just know that that's not safe right now, regardless of how careful we're being. Like there's like, I, I was reading one of these stories where it was like this woman who had it in an apartment building was doing all she could to just take care of herself. Cause she couldn't go to the hospital yeah. for, for reasons. So yeah. she was quarantining herself, but she lived alone. So what's she supposed to do? And she used an elevator and somebody else used that elevator and got infected and then went to a party and they infected it went to a party that was in that building because yeah. they thought they were being safe and got everybody sick. It was like mm. 70 people that got infected because of this one woman who was 
trying to be safe, but couldn't, you know, yeah. like, could, cause there was only so much she could do yep. financially. And, uh, and then these people thought they were being safe cause they were going to a party where everyone else was safe and they got everyone sick and goddamn, I would hate the whole, like, I mean, we're all scared of being sick ourselves because mm-hmm. like you, it's awful, but the big fear is getting everybody else sick yeah. being responsible for that. Especially if I got a kid sick, yeah. kids are not safe from this. Yeah. By the way, if you were wondering, don't send your kid back to school. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll take a stance on that. Don't send your kids back to school. I know they're driving you up the wall and it's crazy right now, but don't do it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. It's, it's uh, tough. It's tough all around, especially when, when, you know, you don't feel like you're getting, um, the support, uh from institutions like you should and we don't need to get into all that but it's it you know it's 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 tough and i think that's i i appreciate comic-con for trying to do something like this for people at home and, and i do think it'll be good because it's similar to when we were talking about hamilton and the efforts hamilton went through to kind of like lower the bar of entry um, to for like schools and young people to go see it, people without the opportunities to go see it. It's a similar thing with Comic Con. You have to be at, at a certain uh, point of financial stability to even consider going to Comic Con. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I don't. I, I think all in all, I do, I do all right. But I could not go unless I'm doing it for work. I just can't. Yeah. This is not. It's just not part of my. I just can't. Um, no, it's really expensive. No. Not even like that's just. I'm just thinking tickets right now. Yeah, I'm just thinking tickets. Like the just getting that and living in L.A., you could maybe drive down there and be a part of it like every day. Yeah, but then you have to pay for room and board and food and everything. It's it's yeah, it's it's a it's high difficult. bar of entry. And so I think something like this, an online component to help with all the people that cannot do it, um, I think will be cool. And I and I do hope. Yeah, I hope that with through all the hardships of this time we're in, I do hope it helps us learn ways to um, for places like Comic Con, but commu- to serve their communities in, in a, a not necessarily a better way, but a more robust way. Um, I hope we learn a lot. I hope we learn a lot, and I hope it gives us people more accessibility because you know we're also thinking about this on terms of like able-bodied people that can just go do you know what i mean like uh, there's there's other stuff to consider so hopefully this does help just general accessibility um Mm -hmm. going forward because i i get why some of the panels they never released the footage from it sure you know like they they and like because people like paid for it they waited in line for days they want to go in there i get it but like there isn't there has to be an equivalent that you could do for the online audience you know like there has to be a way to integrate that and it's um yeah, it's just you're hoping they adapt. You know, you hope that they adapt, and I uh, hope no one rushes back. Like I saw Halloween Horror Nights got canceled already. I'm like, good, yeah, good call, good call. That's corralling, like, like corralling a lot of people mm-hmm. for a month straight. It's like thousands, maybe a million people go through that. I don't know. I don't know what the tra- I don't know what the traffic exactly is for Universal Studios, but it's a lot of people, especially during Halloween Horror Nights. But um, I did want to say uh, when it comes to uh, I know Danny M says probably won't go to Fantastic Fest. It's like, yeah, I mean. I mean, I know that I'm stepping away, but even if it were open, I would not feel comfortable going to Fantastic Fest. And that fucking sucks, It man. sucks. and such also, a nice tradition. Yeah, it, and it sucks also because you think about comparatively, like the if you compare the crowd to that to Comic-Con, it's nothing. But it's still like, you, you know how crowded it gets in there. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's been a, a specific official announcement for Fantastic Fest, but I genuinely doubt um that that will move forward um which you're right it's a bummer not only is a bummer because that's a great tradition it's a bummer because all i want to do is fucking go to alamo that's all i want to do uh i know like they were doing a lot of stuff to like 
protect, uh, like that, like try to like pay their employees or they, they were, they were doing things to try to help out their employees. But I know like within the, like the last month or so they, they laid off like 80% of their workforce. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, man, I don't know when everything's going to go normal again. And I know we're kind of spiraling a little bit here because we're just trying to talk about Comic-Con, but like, it's hard not to talk about this in terms of conventions and other festivals because it's yeah. like, and like there's news that there was a vaccine. There's three vaccines that are viable right now and they're still being tested and they could be rolled out quicker because one of them's from Oxford and it was for MERS. And so it was easier to transition over to COVID yeah. compared to just creating a new one. But that doesn't, who fucking knows, man? Like people are still getting reinfected uh, yeah. after they've been sick. And like, you're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. And, and you know, then I was reading an article today about the, the concerns about, the, it's not just having the vaccine. It's about not only mobilizing people um, to take it, or mobilizing industries to make enough that people can take it, but also um, getting people where they feel comfortable taking it. And obviously there's the anti-vax people that are in the no mass people that are whatever, whatever, whatever. But just uh, Bill Gates are going to microchip you people. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, which he's not, and they're not. But but on the other hand, the the concern with the speed of it coming out, while uh, inval like the, if a vaccine comes, we should all get it. But but mobile building people's confidence is something important, and I don't know right now if our government is capable of doing that. That's not what the show's about. But the point is, I think I think what our show is about. Um, to, and what Comic-Con is about is the idea of community. We all share common interests. We all share common desires. And although this is affecting us all differently, as a community, it is in our best interest to take care of each other, especially if you're in a situation where, you know, if you're in the United States listening, the, uh, our institutions are failing us. The government's failing us. It's not doing what it needs to do. So we need to do what we can to take care of each other in this time where we're not able to be together. So, so we can do these things in the future. So if you have to go out, wear your mask, wash your hands, um, do your best to, to social distance, do the things uh, as we learn more, as we grow more, so that we can, so that theaters can reopen safely, so that schools can reopen safely, so that we can go to Comic-Con. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, that's what we love about this stuff is the community around it. So do what you can to benefit and protect and help your community. Yes. Well said. Um, I will say I'm bummed that Marvel studios isn't releasing anything for black widow or the eternals yeah. or anything. Cause like, there's no way there's not like footage that you could show right now. And that would yeah. be like, I know you that like money's like money's all over the place with like these studios because they're probably just hemorrhaging money like crazy. Yeah. Um, but also you have billions of dollars, so I don't feel that bad. Um, exactly. I you know maybe I, maybe some of your execs shouldn't get a billion dollar bonus this year or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, there is what every everybody's like. Know. Oh no, we're so hard on money. There's ways that you could get the money and you could help your employees. Like don't don't give me that. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I it would be really cool to release something like that. I know DC Fandom is going to release some stuff and I know they're going to do big announcements. So I'm glad that they're doing something like that. I wish it was incorporated with SDCC more, mm -hmm. um, but it's like Nintendo direct, not doing stuff at E3, you know, like they still do like fun little mini announcements and those are, those are fun. So it's hard to say right now. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm going to keep tuning in for the announcements at San Diego comic-con. I think it would be really cool if there was a surprise, like a mm -hmm. nice little surprise. Like, I, I, I don't know what that is exactly. Um, but it, it would do a lot of good for a lot of people, but yeah. that's a lot to ask for right now because there isn't, there are besides New Zealand and Norway, there's not really a, any places that are open yeah. uh, and working. And so, Hey, we'll have to wait and see. 
But uh, we appreciate everyone who's been joining us uh, during the quarantine because, hey, man, stuff's tight. If you're supporting us on Patreon, that's you guys are above and beyond amazing supporters. But yeah, if you're even really just listening, that. I get that we're probably your commute listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we're uh, or when you're at work. And right now, I'll tell you what, like I'm only listening to comedy podcasts because I don't want to really listen to my normal podcasts. They're like more sad. Like I've yeah. talked about Behind the Bastards, like. I want to be informed, but I'm going to read that. I don't want to listen to two hours of being <laughs> and be like absolutely devastated by the end of it. So, uh, Justice League trailer, I, that's not going to happen. That's mm-hmm. a definite not going to happen. I was seeing a, a rumor. I did see, yeah, maybe Fandom. I, we will probably see, I can almost 100% guarantee we'll see some, something Snyder Cut related on Fandom. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, I did see some rumors of like a Justice League rebirth uh, movie. Uh, to kind of like retool that. Who knows what that's gonna gonna look like? With um, there's rumors of Michael Keaton's Batman now, and mm-hmm. then with with uh, all that stuff. Uh, so so I don't I don't know what DC's move doing, except for the fact that the last few movies they've released, I've I've genuinely enjoyed the Birds of Prey, Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman. I am on board with all that stuff. So even though the continuity of it is confusing, I do appreciate all of that, and I am looking forward to. The Batman, whenever we get that. Um, yeah. Yeah, same. And uh, I know we kind of went down a more uh, negative spot right here. But that being said, we did say we did try to show our appreciation to you guys because we do appreciate you. And yes. I and just speaking for myself right now, I've appreciated all like the uh, amazing support over the years. Uh, and so when things open back up, I'm excited because I think I don't know. I, I, I can't wait for the world to kick back up again. Uh, and you know, just celebrate this kind of stuff. Yeah, in a in a in in the ways that we know, and in also new ways and new fun ways, and especially if it means more people get to experience it. Fuck yeah! Yeah, all for that, it. That, that's what matters. And to echo what Sam said, uh, obviously, I also appreciate you guys a lot too. And even though he's going to be departing the podcast after um, the next episode, uh, we are going to steal keep going forward and uh i'm going to be this week as we kind of um work through all this stuff i'm going to be on the discord a lot so if you're part of the patreon please um check out the discord because i'm going to be talking with you all to try and figure out uh what we want to be doing next and what the best content for you all is is going to be and um uh, i'm working on new things i'm already reaching out to guests and stuff like that so i want to be in communication with you all so that we can continue to build this community um continue to nurture this community um uh so yeah so stay tuned for all of that um uh please keep tuning in please keep supporting the patreon um and yeah hell yeah well hey gang uh let us know what you were excited about with comic-con we still have by the we're recording this saturday of course so if there are new announcements please keep us abreast of <laughs> them on uh on the discord which you can join at patreon.com slash only stupid answers thank you to all the new subscribers who have been uh, supporting the show for as low as five bucks a month you can uh, uh, uh help us out a little bit and we appreciate that and make sure you follow uh, only stupid answers on twitter yank out the vowels from stupid bing bang boom gang we appreciate you five stars on any of your podcasting app always it goes a long way and uh you know what just Stay safe out there. Please. I've been, hey, you know what? I've been going on Amazon and I've been buying uh, different masks so I can have different styles. I'm going to incorporate go. it more. You got to uh, have a match your clothes. 
from from now on, every flight I go on, I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> I don't care. I'll yeah. sleep in. I'll just breathe my own breath. I'm, I don't give a shit. I am all good for that. That's a that's a good permanent change I can get behind. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who cares? And like, maybe hey, fine. Oh, pie in the sky. Maybe a little bit more space between seats. <gasps> yeah, don't shove in twenty what? extra people in a tube. Yeah, please for Christ. Yeah, let's sake. just get a little extra leg room, huh? Wait, Danny M, do you really want the air cut of Suicide Squad? Do you really want it? I'm he's not been, judging you. Do you really want he's it? Been, he's like, been, uh, David Ayer's been posting stuff online. Apparently, it's like the Snyder Cut. It's just, it's everything you wanted to be that movie to be, but wasn't. Yeah. But um, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. It just, you know, because I, I was thinking about the last Comic-Con I went to, which, oh, no, I think it was the second last. It was when I was with Screen Junkies, which was hands down my best Comic-Con experience ever because I got mm-hmm. to uh, interview David Leach, who who directed, who directed, at the time was directing Deadpool 2. It was before that movie came out and Atomic Blonde and all that stuff. Uh, I got to do some cool content for them. It was the only time I've ever gotten to Hall H and I didn't have to wait in lines and stuff. I got to spend some good time on the floor. It was, it, it was if I never go to Comic-Con again, I had that con and that's, gr- that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I didn't see, the Hall H panel I did not go to, uh, was not able to. They had other other correspondents go to that one. Was the Marvel one, and it's where they did the big announcement for Captain Marvel. And then I remember those announcements and the reaction to those announcements. And I remember the new movie we got. And it's a good reminder that the the beauty of those is that when they do those announcements, those movies can be anything, anything mm-hmm. you imagine, right? Because uh, in in that same note, I was in the Justice League panel and I was in the Defenders panel at Hall H. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And there's so much potential in those things uh and sometimes the movie doesn't match up so back to the air cut and the snyder cut david Ayer and Zack snyder can say whatever they want and can be whatever you want in your brain until it all said done and you see it and it might not live up to that just saying i'm just i'm just saying that's that but that, but, but so i know that was my that was, that was my favorite comic-con experience was was that was that weekend my wife got to join me for a little bit of it I oh, bet yeah. I, I met Eduardo Riso, who's my one of my Brown. favorite artists of all time. He worked oh. on 100 Bullets. My last day of that con, my wife came and was able to join me. And uh, thanks to you, actually, we don't need to get into that. But it was big, thanks to you, Sam, that she was able to that she was able to uh, to join me that day. And we oh, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and we go into the floor, and Eduardo Riso is setting up a table, and I got to I got to fucking say hi to him. So that was that was a, an all time favorite experience for me. Sam, before we wrap, do you have like a like an all time favorite Comic Con experience? I'll say uh, we met the head of um, Legion M, and that dude is one of the sweetest men I've ever met. Yeah. And uh, and he he got us really pumped for Mandy. That was a really cool Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright. That was a really cool moment. Yeah, the DC Universe. Uh, there's like a party where they're introducing stuff and I, I bumped into Dan Jurgens and Sam Humphreys and a uh, bunch of, and Jim Lee and like all these other cool one, uh, cool, cool dudes. And where was, uh, Oh, uh, psych the musical. When they did that, they did a bit, mm-hmm. they showed up in the Oscar Mayer Wiener cars to do, to do the premiere of that at nice. the convention. And it was the first time I ever went to comic con. And I, that's, I think it's the only time I ever like lost my mind over like something that I really loved. And I was like, I've never done that since. And it, I've even met people I love more than the TV show psych, but for some reason, psych the music, <laughs> that was, was the like, one. <gasps> and I just vomited over everything. I was just losing my mind. And, uh, yeah, I still have a little bit of merch from that. I'm trying to think, uh, the defenders panel, I think was a really, really 
just genuinely cool ass moment. Yeah. Uh, and that was a thanks to you. That was a really cool little thing we had to sneak into. And yeah, you know what? I, I, it's just something about the environment is just so inviting. Uh, at least I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got to meet some amazing artists that some, you know, are don't really want to talk and that's okay. But some other people want to talk about the things they've worked on or yeah. about anything. And uh I just hope those artists are able to get the spotlight this year and years moving forward. Um, Agreed. Because you know what, that, that, that's the part of this community that I do love. And you know what, we'll just have to wait and see how this evolves in the future. But uh, gang, we appreciate you guys stay safe, drink water, wash your hands, wear a mask. Please. And thank you guys you. are all wearing those over your nose. Yes. I can't tell you how many fucking people I saw in a Ralph's. It was like a whole family all below the nose. Yeah, and, it's like, what's uh, the was, point? And I'm like, do I have, I can't tell here. I'm like, what's my responsibility? Do I have to tell these people to pull it over their nose for just the time you're in the route? Mm-hmm. Just the, how long could you be shopping for? 45 minutes? Yeah. I ran three miles with that over my face. And did, was it fun? No, but you, you did it. it. You can, you yeah. can do it. Wear a mask over your nose. Wear a mask. But I trust you guys. You're all doing it. And I know you are. And if you're not, start doing it. Uh, We love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.